I honestly don't even know why I always record this super late at night, but here we are. Hello everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Night Blind. I am your host Kylie and today is another solo episode. I do not have anyone with me but it's kind of an episode of decompressing and telling you about my week. Um, the last episode was my little sister and she came on and just kind of talked about her life in Utah, who she is, what she's been going through there. And it was crazy for me to go back and listen and honestly to do the podcast with her because I have been there for her since she was a baby. You know, I was there and I helped raise her and now being here in Texas and her in Utah and, you know, she's telling me all of these stories, I just, it was crazy to me that I, you know, have, I'm sitting next to someone that I helped raise and now she is this beautiful human and it was, it was definitely an eye-opening experience for me because she's not, she's not my baby anymore, you know, she's a grown she's grown woman, you know, at even at 16, she's been such an inspiration to me, honestly, and she has motivated me to become a better person. And so it was so fun for her to be here and for her to visit me. It was super sweet. And I'm glad that she got to be here. Um, but I, I had the I had the funnest week, you know, is that a word funnest? It's gonna be a word. Um, I had the funnest week with her, but I thought that it would also be a really good kind of decompression episode for me because I'm exhausted and I have never gone out and done all of these activities, honestly, since I moved here, you know, I'm, I don't think of myself as a boring, like, stay inside kind of person, but I'm definitely not the kind of person that goes out every single day and does something because that's exhausting. I don't know how people do it, but I am exhausted. But what I was gonna say is I loved having a guest here. It was the first time that we've had someone stay that long at our house. Um, but the way that she got here and it just, oh my gosh, it was awful um, because I wanted it to be perfect when she got here. And let me explain. So I wanted it to be perfect. It was the first time that she was going out of the state, well, out of Utah to a different state. And it was her first time on a plane. So I wanted to make sure that everything went amazing and it would be a great experience for her. And I wanted to vlog the whole thing. But her flight was landing um, at like nine o'clock in the morning or something like that. And my mom wanted me to go through TSA, get a gate pass, and meet her at her gate so that I could help walk her out of the airport. And I was totally fine doing that. And so I timed it so that I would get there early, um, 
like at eight or something. So I'd have an hour in the airport to just get to her gate, like get a Starbucks or something. I don't know, but be there on time for her. Well, that is not what happened. Um, at first I was going to drive down there by myself and then pick her up and bring her back here. Um, but then last minute I was like, Ander, can you please come with me to pick her up? Um, I just, I would like to have someone there to talk to on the way down and then we can both pick her up on the way up. And, um, he was like, sure, you know, I'm totally fine doing that. And I think we woke up at like six in the morning and got ready. And I was like, okay, let's go. And he was like, well, whose car are we taking? Well, I didn't really want to take mine because mine has been a little finicky on the highway. Like after a long amount of time, it just, I don't know, it can't keep its speed the way it should. And I just didn't want to have to deal with that on my way there, you know. Um, but he was super tired and I was like, you know what? We can take my car. It's okay. And I was just like, maybe it's just, you know, my car it's having an episode, but it's fine. Well, we get like 30 minutes out and my car is revving its engine, but not moving. And I have had such a bad history with cars. Being in a car accident, it's just, it gives me very bad feelings being in that situation again. Um, so shout out to my amazing, amazing man for handling it the way he did because I had an absolute breakdown. I was crying. I was screaming in just like pure fear and like adrenaline was pumping because my car is acting up. We're 30 minutes away. And at this point I'm like, what am I supposed to do? You know, like we're going to have to drive back 30 minutes and then drive back again. So being an hour early, now we're going to get there. Like if we go right now, we are going to get there exactly when her plane lands. And that's not what I wanted. So already my plans have been altered and I'm freaking out. Well, we, he is like, let's just turn around now so we can go pick up my car and it'll be fine. And he had to drive. He had to turn our car around because I could not, like, my eyes were so swollen from crying already and having, like, massive panic attacks. I was like, yep, let's just go home. Let's get your car. I'm going to have to figure out, you know, I'm going to have to text her to just stay where she is. I won't be able to pick her up the way that I wanted, but at least I'll be there, you know, like, right when her plane lands. Well... On our way back, we get like 20 minutes away from our house and my car completely stops working there. It won't go forward and it won't go backward. It's not accelerate like it's not doing anything. So we like roll to the side of the road and I just burst out crying even more than, you know, what I was. And he I have to I call my mom immediately because she I know that she is driving away from the airport since my sister's already taken off and I am calling my mom in tears telling her that my car's broken down on the side of the road I don't know what to do we can't move anywhere and 
I it's all my fault. Like she is gonna be there by herself. And my mom can't even understand me because I'm crying so hard. So Andrew had to take over the phone and he was like, Hey, you know, this is what's happening. I'm, I have a friend that is willing to come and pick her up. I will stay with her car on the side of the highway, wait for the tow truck to come get me, but at least she can go get my car and she can drive down there and pick Sydney up. And my mom was like, as long as someone can go and get her, like, like, are you guys okay? It will she be okay? You know, and I'm like trying to calm down enough to tell my mom, like, I will do anything to get to my sister to make sure that she is not by herself at the airport for a long period of time. So my Anders friend picks me up and he's like, don't worry, like, I will get you to your house and you will, you're going to be okay. You know, the whole time he was talking to me in the car, like sweetest soul on the face of the planet, because he was just trying to get my mind off of the thing that was happening. And he drops me off and he was like, Hey, good luck. You know, like, I hope you have fun. And I get in Anders car and I just like take off. Obviously I'm not going, you know, crazy, but I am like, I have to get there as soon as I can, but I'm still two hours away and her plane lands in like an hour and a half or something like that. So I was like, at the most, she'd be at the airport by herself for 30 minutes. So I'm like hauling ass down the highway, trying to get there and trying to, you know, cut as much extra time as I can. And I, again, don't have the best, like, I don't have the love for driving as some people might, but I was going down and once you hit the Fort Worth, Dallas area, it gets pretty busy and the highways got smaller and it was just super stressful. And once I got like 30-ish minutes away, I text my sister, well, I told her, like right when my car broke down that I was going to be late, but obviously she's in the air. She's not going to get my text. So she, I text her again, like, Hey, I'm 30 minutes away. And she calls me and (laughs) she's like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like, um, like, can you sit somewhere that, you know, I can come and pick you up? And she's like, Oh, don't worry about it. I'm at Chili's. I was like, what? You're at Chili's? (laughs) she was like yeah there's a Chili's at the airport and I just ordered myself some mozzarella sticks and a Dr. Pepper like I'm totally fine and I just was like oh okay like your your flight was okay you're okay she was like yeah no I'm fine I'm just I'm just eating my mozzarella sticks and drinking my Dr. Pepper she was like it's super nice these are really good (laughs) I was like, okay, like, I'm so sorry that this happened. This is not how I wanted it to happen. And she was super understanding, but she, she's always been a very chill person. Like she does not stress about anything. So it was more like myself letting myself down than letting her down. Cause she's just there for the ride, you know, but I was like, I'm glad that you're having fun. I'll be there as soon as possible. And this is when, like, the traffic is, like, starting to get to a place where I'm not used to, you know? Like, I don't know this area, 
And I'm talking to my sister, trying to, you know, tell her that I'm almost there. Well, then my mom calls and she's like, are you okay? How is everything? How's your car? What's your car doing? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just trying to get to my sister. Like my car is still probably broken down on the side of the road right now. And then my dad calls and he's like, and this is all happening with a span of like five minutes of me driving. So like everyone's calling me, hey, how are you doing? Or like, how's your car? Are you picking up your sister? You know, and it was just, it was the craziest morning. And it was, it really was the worst morning of my life because I just felt so heartbroken and I felt like I was letting my family down on this one thing because, you know, they didn't ask me to move to Texas. They didn't, re- they didn't want me to move and letting my sister paying for her ticket and letting my sister come visit me. And then this is how it, you know, her first time out of the state, this is how it goes. It just really, it just tore me down pretty bad. And I was like, well, this is how her her first day is going to go, you know, like I have to really make up for this and I have to make sure that she is going to have fun and know that Texas isn't bad, you know, and she can come visit me at any time whenever she wants. So that now that we're down there, I was like, well, let's go to Bucky's, you know, like you always have to go to Bucky's and it's next to the outlets so we can just go and shop and have fun. And we get to Bucky's and <laughs> she's like, okay, you know, it's a gas station. We go in there and I tell her, oh, there it's supposed to be the cleanest bathrooms. And we go in there, we take a picture, send it to my mom and my dad. And I, you know, was like, she's here. She made it like, we're all good. And that's just, it automatically made the trip worth it. You know, like just having her there. I haven't seen her since Christmas or a little bit before Christmas, and it was just like, she's she's now going to see who I am now, and I get to see who she is, and, you know, she gets to tell me what's going on in her life, and it was just a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, um, but we got, we finished up, um, we got some sandwiches from Bucky's, which are the best sandwiches I've had, and it, the, I am speechless of how good they were. I know in the last podcast, I was like, I don't understand the hype of Bucky's. It's just a gas station. And yes, they have every, I'm not even joking. These were the best sandwiches I've ever had. And I don't get why they yell and scream and chant while they're making the sandwiches. But maybe that is why they taste so good (laughs) because I would have had like a million of those if I had the time, the money and the stomach for it. But when we were also there, um, they had this these samples of these chamoy gummy bears. And at first I said, those are absolutely disgusting and I'm never going to try them. But then the lady talked to me and she was like, I don't like spicy things. And I like heard it and I thought that it was going to be super weird. And so I didn't want to try them. And I was like, I don't want to try them either. But I did anyways. <laughs> and um, they were so good. I bought a bag. And then when I dropped her off, I bought another bag because they're so good. Um, but that was a lot of fun. And then we went to the outlets. She, she was like, it's really hot. Like it was freezing cold in the airport and it is really hot outside. And I was like, oh yeah, anytime that you were in a cold place, let yourself get cold 
Like, I don't care if you are shivering. Let yourself get cold because the moment you hit outside is going to be gone and you're going to wish that you were back inside shivering, you know? So that was kind of a fun little scenario that we kept finding ourselves in. But she ended up saying, you know, like, it's not as bad once you get used to it. Like, every time I go outside, it's just kind of, it's a normal hot. And so that was, that was kind of a, a fun experience. Um, but then we went back up to my town and I, you know, I took her to all the places that we love eating, not all in one day, but like throughout the week, we went to all my favorite restaurants and I, you know, we both tried some new things. We both tried new, uh, like drink places and food places. We went to the farmer's market. We, we did the podcast so we just kind of tried to make it like every time um, we were together, there was just something that we could do together. Um, we went to the lake a few times, which was a lot of fun. Um, we went to the lake. It's like 30 minutes away from my house. So it was it was super nice. We tried to get there on the sunny days so that she could just sit there and tan and get in the water. We bought some, like, one of the, the inflatable donuts to go and sit in. Um, but one of the days was so windy that you would just sit there and it, you would end up across the lake in, like, 30 minutes flat. So we had to just keep, like, swimming all, like, the entire time to stay where our stuff was. And it just, it ended up not being worth it. We put up the donuts and we just swam for the rest of the day. But it was a lot of fun. It was super nice because we got to cool down because the times that we were going out, it was, you know, in the hundreds. Um, so it was just like a, let's cool off, let's have fun, and then let's go home and take a nap or go home and go to bed because we would be out there until dark and, you know, we had to get out before the bugs started biting. So that was fun. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun, but we did a lot and I am now tired and I think I'm socialed out for a good year <laughs> because I am, I've taken the time to kind of decompress myself, you know, but I am tired. I'm so exhausted. We would be up until midnight and I, and then I'd have to get up for work because I worked like a half day. So I was making some money throughout the week and not just taking the whole week off. But oh my goodness, I am just mentally, socially, physically, I'm just everything exhausted. And I just would rather lay in bed for another week, not talking to a single person, just so I can recharge myself because I'm so tired. But it was worth it. It really was. Um, when we went back down there because she had to, her plane was taking off at 8.30ish in the morning and I really didn't want to have to wake up at 4 to drive down there at 6 so that I can get my gate pass to walk her to her gate to make sure that she got there at 830 and then to take off, and then to drive the two hours back in the same day, like that, mm, no, I could not do that. So I went on Hopper, and I got us a hotel that I was, you know, it was 30-ish minutes away from the airport, and we would just stay there for the night, and that means that we could wake up a little bit later and not have to worry about, you know, getting her all ready, and it just, it was too much, way too much. So I went on Hopper, and I found this 
really nice looking hotel. And because it's Dallas, I was a little worried. Like, ooh, you know, <laughs> some of the re- like some of the reviews were like they had bed bugs and they had like a bunch of beetles and like roaches in. I was like, oh my gosh, I just I want somewhere nice, but I don't want to break the bank for like the few hours we were gonna be down there. So I found one and I ended up getting like a share code for my friends to download. I ended up getting $100 off and we stayed at the nicest hotel that I've personally been in. And I mean, I haven't stayed in a lot of hotels. I usually do like Airbnbs, but this was a super nice hotel. And then come to find out they don't do Hopper, like they don't partner with them anymore. And so I had to get a refund on that. And so I got the stay for free. And I was like, dang, like this is super nice. So that was a lot of fun. And it was a really nice hotel. They had like a little drink voucher that I got so I could have a drink. And Cindy was up in the room getting ready for bed while I did that because, you know, she can't drink. But it was a nice like decompressing. Like I made it on the drive because that drive was terrifying. Dallas drivers, I cannot and will not drive your roads during the nighttime ever again because there were people like going 90 miles an hour on a 60 mile an hour like road on the phone swerving through traffic and oh my gosh I was so scared that we weren't gonna make it I really thought that we were not gonna make it on because of how people were driving down there it's ridiculous I am just baffled but we made it and it was fine and we ended up just watching some TV and um, our view was amazing in the hotel. So we got to fangirl about that and called my mom to let her know that we were there safe and that she'd be at the airport in the morning. It was a lot of fun. It was a very nice way to wrap up the week. Once we woke up and I dropped her off, Um, I contemplated just going back to the hotel and sleeping there until checkout because I was so tired, but I was like, no, I've got to get like before rush hour, I've got to get back up to our city. So I just took the drive. It wasn't too bad. Now that I've driven it a few times, I kind of know where I'm going, which is really nice because our, our car, well, Andrew's car, like always breaks its like airplay connection in the same exact spot every single time and then I can never get it back on until like I'm home and at that point I don't need it anymore like I don't need the maps it's really annoying I don't know why it does it I don't know how to fix it but like my phone just would not connect back to his car And so I couldn't use maps on the airplay. I'd have to look at my phone and I'm not going to do that while I'm driving 80 down a highway. So I just kind of had to deal with it. But at least I knew where I was going and how to get there so that I got home safely. Um, And I was hoping that I could just come home. I'll take a small nap. And then like, because Ander has Sundays off, I was like, I can just go and we can go and do something, you know, like just him and I doing something and kind of just recouping that way. And I ended up sleeping for the entire day 
because I was so tired. And I think that just made it worse because ever since I'm like, I could go to bed and then I could, you know, I napped the entire day. I could wake up, go get something to eat, go back to bed and sleep until the morning. And I'd still be so tired because now I've overslept. And that is just... It's not what I wanted to do. It wasn't super ideal because that was like my only full day off without doing anything. And I just, I wasted it sleeping. So, yeah, that that was my bad. But I had fun. It was worth it. She had fun. Um, she ended up posting uh, her, some of her favorite pictures or at least some of the pictures that we took. And she said, you know, like Texas is the best, but it's way too hot. And I was like, well, it's because you came in July and it was the hottest month. If you came in like October, I guarantee it would have been a lot better. But, you know, we probably wouldn't have been able to go to the lake without it being a little cold, you know. So it was, you can't ever make a teenager happy 100%. It was a good learning experience for me too because... I really do see her still as like my baby sister and talking to her and just seeing her be her is just it's an eye-opening experience for me because she doesn't need me anymore the way that she you know did as a little girl and it was just it was definitely hard for me and she's not a super like (laughs) I know if she listens to this this the part (laughs) I was thinking about it and it like made me so sad but it's kind of a thing that like only moms would be sad about I guess but on her way onto the plane leaving I was standing with her and I was like gonna give her a hug being like, hey, thank you so much for, you know, coming to visit me, give her a hug, and then her, you know, be on her way. She scans her plane ticket instead, like, she scans it and just starts walking onto the plane. So I was like, oh, bye, Sid, love you. And she was like, bye, love you, and, like, walked onto the plane, and I never, I never got a hug. And I was, like, so sad, because I was like, oh, I really wanted a hug goodbye, you know? It will just give me even more reason to go back home and to visit and to save up for that. I'm hoping I can get there for the holidays because my aunt and uncle from Australia are going to be there as well. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that I can be there. Now that she's gone, I have to kind of replan what I'm, I'm wanting to do again with my life because that was the main highlight that I had for a long time. And now I've got to figure something out, something else out. Like, what else am I going to be looking forward to, you know? I've been wanting to get a new tattoo. I think that's my next exciting highlight. This, I mean, obviously that's going to be way more expensive. (laughs) It's going to be like $400, but it is a spine tattoo that I designed. Um, It took me four-ish hours to draw. And I'm going to say this because now that I've done it and it wasn't, 
he, so I sent it to the tattoo artist that I'm wanting it to get done with. And he was like, yeah, I'll just adjust it so that it, you know, transitions to a tattoo and translates to a tattoo a little bit better. And I was like, yeah, no problem. And in my head, I was like, I spent four hours designing that, you know, like it took me so long. And these people, like he's now going to have to take his time to make sure and translate it into a tattoo. I have no idea what that means. I just know that it's going to be like his design, which is fine. You know, I designed it to give him a really good layout of what I'm wanting. The big, you know, points of like, hey, I'm wanting it like this here, that there, like anything else you can do, make it look beautiful, you know. But I'm just like these these tattoo artists are really magical. They really do have a beautiful talent. And I do not think that I would be able to do it because I don't think that I could spend four plus hours on one piece every single time, you know, and they're doing it and they're doing it beautifully. And they're probably doing it in half the time. Wait, like it's just, oh my gosh, I'm really wanting it. And it's a beautiful spine tattoo. And I've been thinking about it for about a year or so now. And now that it's all designed out, I'm going to do it. But I'm also kind of a baby because I heard that back tattoos are painful, especially down the spine, because you're just hitting like all those nerves. And I'm just like, I'm nervous. But it is something that I'm wanting and it is something that I can look forward to. But it is kind of like one of those things. It would be in August and that would give me September, October, November, three months to save up to for my plane ticket for back home and I would go for a week you know but I'm just like oh you know should I do it or should I just keep saving that money and just have like a nice trip that I don't have to worry about plus I'll have savings so that when I come back I'm not you know behind on bills or anything so it's it's been playing on my mind. I don't know what I'm wanting to do, but without it, I'm kind of like, what else am I going to look forward to, you know, for the month of August and for the month of September, you know? So I don't know. I've been thinking and I just, at this point in my life, it sounds so bad, but I need something not big, but just something special to me to look forward to every month. So it gives me motivation to like do that month, if that makes sense. Like I just want to, I want to get a tattoo in August and it's going to be in the middle of August. So, you know, the first few weeks of August, I'm like prepping for it. And the last few weeks I have it and I'm super excited. And it's like winding down from the summertime. With that, it's like, oh, well, Kylie, you can just, you know, wait for December, like plan for December. Do you know how long that is away because in December I'm waiting for Christmas. So if I have two things to look forward to in December, that just makes these other months bland. And then it's I hear Anders' voice of like Thanksgiving is in November. I get that. I get that. But that is something that like I take, I'm that kind of person that will take Thanksgiving and Christmas and blend them together because it is just one beautiful long holiday once it hits like November you get the Thanksgiving so I get the fall time and I get the leaves and I get the beautiful you know like the nice fall nights you know and then it blends into Christmas after 
Thanksgiving, you get to, you know, kind of get more towards the Christmas decorations and the Christmas shopping. But like, that still leaves September and October. Okay, Halloween, that's awesome. Plus, that is Andrew anniversary, so it's fun. We get to, you know, if we plan something that is a time, all right, well, now I'm left, I'm left with September. You know, so it's just, I have to have something every month to look forward to because it gives me motivation to actually get through that month with, like, some kind of, like, oomph, like a pizzazz, you know? So it's just, it's something that I'm working through, and I try to journal. I'm trying to journal more, honestly. I have a journal for work. I have a journal for personal. I have a calendar for personal. And I have a calendar for work. And it kind of just separates it. And I know some people, um, we actually had like a meeting on it. And some people, like once they clock out, their work is nothing but work. And their personal is nothing but personal. You don't mix the two. And for me, I'm fine, like, mixing them to a degree like if my coworker texts me about something on my day off like I'm gonna text them back you know like and sometimes even on my days off I've gone in to deliver something to a customer or you know I've given I've called a customer on my day off because I don't mind it and that job is giving me my personal life so if I completely cut it off I don't know I feel like that's just too like polar for me to just like isolate the two and so we were like talking about it of like it's okay to you know go to a restaurant and talk to someone and if you love their you know their piece of jewelry and then you know because I work in the jewelry industry and being like well hey like come in and I'll clean it for you that doesn't take my entire day to say that it takes two seconds And I've probably met someone that is really nice and they have, you know, they're interesting and I'd like to get to know them more. Well, now I get to meet them in my workplace and I could possibly be meeting them like in my personal life as too. I could have made a friend. So it's just like I have these journals and I have these calendars and planners for each thing so that when I do plan things and when I do journal, my journal is not only filled with work and like a little bit of personal, like it really makes me connect on both sides of myself. This is the work Kylie. This is the personal Kylie. And it helps me kind of distinguish where, you know, my stressors are and where like my happy moments are and where I need to work on myself a little bit more. Having those two different journals and two different planners really gives me that option and really gives me that power to do that. So, Um, I'm trying to journal a little bit more on the personal side because my journal on my work side, I have so much fun at work. I really do. I consider them my family, um, my second family, and they are super sweet. I love them. I do not, you know, dread going to work. Sometimes, you know, I would love to just take a personal, like, mental day But then I'm constantly wondering, like, man, like, what are they doing? I wonder, you know. And so they're they're honestly sometimes the reason I I wake up and I get ready because they they're the they make me feel alive and they make me feel like I'm doing something great for other people and for myself. 
And it's just such a great feeling. And I miss, well, not anymore, but I missed having that in a workplace. My other work, I have a lot of great memories at the, at the other places that I've worked, but they've all had their downfalls. And I usually see it pretty soon, you know, where I'm working and then like, oh, that, mm, that could be an issue later on. And it ends up being an, an issue later on. But I, I have like the top five. I don't even think I have had five jobs. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. But I've, I have definitely my top three favorite jobs. And I can tell you every single reason why I loved it. And I can tell you exactly why I left. And every single time that I've left, it is because I do not feel like I am loved. And I feel like I am not worth their time because they are not showing me I am worth their time. And the one time that I've left is because, you like, it wasn't because, you know, I didn't feel loved, I didn't feel appreciated, because it was actually in the jewelry industry, just at a different store back home, and I loved it there. I actually went back because I loved it, and I was willing to take, you know, the 30, 45 minute drive solely because of the people I was working with were the people that I originally started the job with and I just wanted to work with them again. And they're the reason why I found my love for jewelry and I found my love for being a part of such a special moment in people's lives. Like, that's what makes it hard to, like, I try to tell people all the time, this is why I love jewelry. I get to connect with people on such a deeper, like, a, a deeper level than you're used to with, you know, sales or another, diff like, a different job. But I get to be a part of some, a moment that not a lot of people get to be a part of. That's usually the friends and the family, and they are trusting me with the decision of, like, what does my new, you know, my new fiance get to wear for the rest of their life or, you know, uh, for the weddings, the necklaces, the earrings, or, you know, sometimes there are the sad parts of I lost my, um, my child or, you know, I lost my mother. I would like to get a piece there, you know? So it's just these special moments in people's lives. I get to help them establish this milestone and it and they trust you and they love the fact that you are there helping them as a friend and you're not this salesperson you know like honestly the money the extra you know the commissions and everything they don't matter as much as walking having a customer walk in seeing you and they're like, oh my gosh, how are you? You know, like you get, you start to know about their family and their hobbies. And when they come in, you get to ask them, you know, how the soccer game went or how their new pageant went. And it's just, it's so nice and it's so much fun and it's beautiful. And I wanted to get back into that. So when I came and moved to, you, uh, to when I moved to Texas, I wanted to find that again. But it was, I don't know the people here. I don't know how to get started. And that's why I started working at Starbucks because that is a really good way of, here's my customer. They come every single morning. What do they do? You know, and I'm, I'm serving them coffee. 
I'm not, you know, I, that's kind of, the jewelry is kind of building up or you're, you're needing to build up to that. And the jewelry is kind of, for me, I'm there. I know, you know, my community, but at Starbucks, I'm starting to learn about the community of where I am and what I'm doing. So I'm glad that I worked at Starbucks. I'm so glad because I met all of my amazing friends um, and I'm seeing them grow every single day and I'm seeing, you know, what they're doing and going into musicals and, you know, it's just, it's so much fun. But I also now am in the industry that I love and I get to meet brand new people and make even more friends and seeing them grow. And I don't know, I, I'm fangirling right now, but it really is. It is such an amazing, amazing like situation in life that I'm currently in and I would not change it for the world because everyone in my life right now just makes me feel so at home and so at peace of what I'm doing and my um the owner of the store that I work in um he made like the sweetest comment to me today that I he's a very genuine person and so every compliment I just am like oh that's so sweet you know he really he has such a big heart but I came into his office today um because I was taking out the trash you know and I came in and I like walked in with a smile and holding up a trash bag and he was like I I love your smile you know I every time I see it I just feel like my day's gotten better and I wanted to cry because that is the most genuine compliment I have gotten from any of my employers ever. It was the most genuine, even though it's such a small thing I've gotten, you know, oh, you have such a nice smile and oh, you're so happy. But the way that he said it just made me feel like he wanted me there. And it just made me it was such a reassurance of I am doing something that I love and I'm doing it in the right place at the right time. And I, I do not want to leave and I would never imagine me leaving this job for anything. And it's, it's funny because Andrew and I, we moved to Texas and we were thinking like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to move to this city. We're going to get a rental. We're going to get a job. We're going to, you know, feel our way around, see what kind of place in Texas that we're wanting to move to. And then we'll buy a house there and we'll move there and everything is going to be perfect. And we moved here and we met the people and we immediately were like, this is going to have to be where we stay. You know, this is this is our new home and we wouldn't change it for the world. Now, instead of taking ourselves and kind of staying in the like the little bubble that we were so used to in Utah and then just kind of moving around and it just being me and him and the dogs and like, that's it. And now we you know, we have the people we see on a regular basis. And, you know, if you're sick, you get a couple calls from everyone. Hey, are you okay? What would, like, do you need anything? And they'll drop soup off at your door. And it's just like, it's such a genuine feeling. But what we were so used to back home in Utah is everyone really is, they're kind of closed off, they're to themselves. 
unless, you know, you are a part of the ward and you're active and if you're moving and it, it it's just such a different kind of atmosphere that I'm not used to. But being here and having that genuine love from even a stranger, like they don't know. My coworkers have been trying to find this podcast. I don't, I bet they've, they've forgotten by now. But when I told them that I had a podcast, they were like, what you do? And it was so funny because I, it made me realize, man, I work with these people every day, all day, and they know nothing about me. You know, some of them still, they don't know that I sing. They don't know that I have this podcast. They don't know the things that I've done in my life because I am so used to just keeping to myself and not telling anyone anything about me because no one really cared. No one really asked who I was and what I wanted to do with my life. No one ever asked that. But being here, everyone asks. You know, everyone wants to know who you are as a person and what you love to do. So it's just, it makes me feel so good, so at peace, and I just love it. I love it here. I really do. And I wouldn't change it for the world. I do miss my family, and I wish that I could see them a lot more than, obviously, than I have been, because the last time I saw my family, it was in December. So I'm hoping, you know, by the time I go back, it's going to be another, it's going to be a year. And that's really sad, but it's something that I'm going to continue to work on. And it's going to be, you know, that's going to be my journaling. That's going to be, you know, what was your motivation for this month? And what is your motivation for the next month? And what are you going to do to, you know, be closer to the people that you're constantly around? And what are you going to do to keep those relationships of the people that you're not always around? You know, like that's also a really good thing to keep in mind. Just because I don't see my family every day, what am I going to do to make sure that I'm maintaining that relationship with them? So it's something that I will constantly be working at and working towards to make sure that I am, I'm well-rounded. I've always been taught to be a well-rounded kid and to be a well-rounded adult and I'm just going to continue to do that but now instead of having my family remind me I have to remind myself and I have to constantly figure out what I'm going to do for myself um, to make me happy and it's kind of funny because Ander and I when I went to I came home from lunch today And he was kind of, he had a bunch of conspiracies he's been listening to. And we were talking about kind of like the meaning of life. And I told him, it's really hard to pick a religion because all of them have, you know, their different beliefs of, is there reincarnation? Is there not reincarnation? What is there after, um, after you die? And it's hard because I do not, I I would not consider myself an atheist because I want to believe that there is something out there after this because I just can't wrap my head around me living here, me having this spirit, me having my, you know, my mind. And then if I die, that's it. Like, I just, I can't wrap my head around that would be all of me, you know, and if that's really true, what am I doing and why am I trying to make these memories all for when I die, they're gone and it doesn't really matter because, and I know people are going to be like, well, the other people, well, all those people are going to die, you know? 
why why does it matter what memories I make for them if they're also going to die and all of those memories are gone? It does not matter. And so it we had this whole conversation and it's kind of like, man, I was just trying to eat my chicken strips and, and we got into this whole conversation. But it's true. I wish, I want to make sure that the life that I'm living is worth it just in case you know just in case there is something out there after this I want to make it worth it and I want to make sure that my life was worth living and so all of that you know well-rounded it's just I want to make sure that I would be happy no matter what the outcome is thinking back I don't even know how I got to this topic at all. And this is where my brain, like, I, I really don't know how I got here. Yeah, I, I had an amazing week. And I think the last thing that I forgot to mention is we got a new dog. Am I happy about it? No. And yes, he, what, he waltzed into my work in the morning and acted like he owned the place. He was the nicest, sweetest boy. I called Ander. I, like, FaceTimed him. And I said, hey, like, this dog just showed up. Ander came and picked him up. We found out he was not chipped. And Ander was like, hey, we're keeping him. I was like, well, we're keeping him until the owner steps up. And then we're going to hand him over. But I also just don't think that we should let, like, keep this dog. And he told me today, and I think it was kind of like just because we didn't really get the chance to sit down and talk, but he told me that this, he needs this dog and this dog needs him. And it was hard because I really don't, we have such a small space that we live in and we just did not need another dog at this time. But if he really thinks that this dog he just like he needs this dog and this dog needs him at this point in time in life I'm gonna give it to him he this will be his dog that he can train to be you know like his service dog or whatever um my only like worry is we're gonna we're gonna pay more attention to him than the other dogs and we already weren't giving them the best attention just because both of us are working so much. So it is, I'm a little nervous, but with how much he has faith in this dog, I will also try to have just as much faith in this dog <laughs> because he is a very sweet boy. He seems to be pretty like already like trained and like potty trained, crate trained. Like I just, I don't know who lost this dog because he is an amazing dog and whoever lost him, if they're not going to step up, like they missed out on a, an amazing dog. It is, it's going to be, I'm, we'll see what happens. We'll see if someone steps up and says that they're the owner or if we're just getting another dog. <laughs> but that was it. That was my week. And I'm so happy if you're still listening. I'm so happy you listened to another episode of Night Blind. I am gonna go and get ready for bed. Probably go and eat some ice cream. Drink a liquid IV because I feel very, very dehydrated. Other than that, it's a good night and I will see y'all. Well, I won't see you. 
I will talk to y'all next week. <laughs> Good night and I love you.